Mic check one two. Oh, mic check one two. Are we recording? Ladies and gentlemen, I want to talk about something very special today. I wanna. I wanna. Yes, this this is gonna be a troll episode. Not only am I trolling, but I am looking to hurt the feelings and irritating me and and disrespect the name of Nia Jax. See, the WWE has a Nia Jax problem. And unfortunately, it seems like they don't want to do nothing to do about it. And today on this episode, we're going to talk about Nia Jax and her issues that she has in the wrestling ring. How it should be addressed. How it should be handled and addressed. How the fans should relate to it. How WWE should apologize to its talent for it. Obeek today, with no pun intended, we digging in Nia's WAP ass. This is how you play the game on Nia Jax. Let me hit you with the intro. I'll be right back in a minute or so. Thank you. This right here is 25 years in the making. Here's to the greatness. Look through the times. You'll see zero fear in the statements. Yeah, Told yeah. you I wouldn't settle. I wait a year for the payments. You want to start? Well, look no further. Here's the replacement. I walked in. No surprises. Confidence paralyzing. You see it in my eyes. This is more than terrorizing. Don't know why they were shocked when I was showing my defiance. Don't know why they were shocked when I showed up with a giant. It don't matter who you want to send. Bring them king of the ring. I welcome you to step in my kingdom. I'm changing the scene. My time. Straight up cause a ruckus And if y'all ain't down with that Then I got two words Suck it. It's funny cause being honest Y'all don't live up to the measurement I'm making y'all relevant Top level degenerate Never plan to change That's no matter what they say Cause I am the game And I want to Yeah Yo, all I'ma say is That theme is hard Hard as fuck right there Shout out to Hustle and Flow with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I want to get right into the bullshit. Today, we're going to talk Nia Jax. Nia, the WWE has a major problem. And that problem is Nia Jax. Nia Jax, as you know, it know is um, a part of the Samoan dynasty of professional wrestling, which is known throughout the world of the squared circle. They are considered the toughest, the roughest, and the most respected families in the business of professional wrestling outside of the McMahons, no matter what people say. Um, we always hear stories about how tough Samoans are. To me, if they can bleed, I can break them and I can kill them. That's just me personally. We've always heard the stories of how tough certain Samoan wrestlers are. I think it's just a bunch of boys scared of a certain individual because I remember Brock Lesnar went into the UFC ring against the world's toughest Samoan and stopped him in his fucking place. That's a good old white boy from the Midwest. So no, I'm not going to sit here and say every Samoan is the toughest Samoan. But culturally, they have been branded as just very earthly and tough people. Sometimes six or seven people can create the legacy that other people live on. 
And Naya is, I believe, half half Samoan and half Australian, if I'm correct. Not too sure about the Australian part. I do not care to do the research or look it up. But we have to talk about how dangerous she has become in the business of professional wrestling. She has hurt numerous, numerous amounts of wrestlers. And about two and a half weeks ago on SmackDown, Nia Jax was a SmackDown on Raw. I forget. I believe it was Raw. Whatever it was, Nia Jax literally hurt Kari Zane. And I heard, allegedly, Kari Zane cursed her out in the background. That must have been something to see, to see that little petite woman get up in Nia's face. And rightfully so. Nia Jax fix, fits a certain mold of a type of woman in the world. I don't care if I get backlash on this. You ever seeing the angry big girl who's just fucking angry at the world? She has the extremely pretty friends and the pretty friends accept her because they know she's just a bitter, angry woman. But if you bring it up to her, she's not angry. Um, Total Divas for what you want to take that show for. She has been known to be spicy and angry. She got up in Carmela's face and told Carmela she wasn't tough enough. She has recently said that Ronda Rousey, Ronda Rousey is the most, um, is dangerous for the female wrestlers as she almost hurt my friend and this, that, and the other. And that can be all be a work. WWE can be setting something up for SummerSlam or Survivor Series or possibly next year's uh, WrestleMania, depending on when the crowds come back. Because you definitely want to get Ronda in front of a live crowd. And Nia Jackson, Ronda has ironically touched it up in the ring a little for a couple of matches. And Nia didn't hurt a person who can really hurt her. I don't give a fuck about her hashtag Samoan strong or Samoan whatever or whatever that hashtag is. I think Nia Jax has become a joke. And it's sad that maybe because as she's walked out on the company twice, they have not fired her. She has known to have a bad disposition, whether documented on a TV show or quietly spoken about on dirt sheets and people who have worked for the company had dealt for her. And I think she's that angry, bitter, leftover emo chick who thinks that her shit doesn't stink, but really goes into her hotel room and gets angry and lonely and bitter with herself because she's just not like other girls. Oh, does the theme song suit you, Miss Nia Jax? But what do you do with a wrestler like this? We're in a business. They're in a business. Excuse me. I'm in the I'm in the wrestle talk business. I'm not in the wrestling business. But they are in a business that the the number one rule is to protect the person in the ring to you. In the ring with you. And recently she grabbed car and the car with the Kari Zane incident. If you didn't see the video, she recently grabbed her um she grabbed Kari, lifted her up above her head, took several steps, obviously couldn't judge or doesn't know the the distance of space she took. Look, a wrestling ring is 20 by 20. When I was learning how to wrestle back in 1997, um, you le- me and my friend Marty ran those ropes. Well, late years later, we did that. But I would run the ropes with my eyes closed and you would count the steps. You're in a 20 by 20 ring. 
there's only so many steps that you can take from every direction. I know how many steps I need to take when the X and before I need to turn around and put my back to the bu- to the to the turnbuckle. I know how many steps it takes to go before I turn with my eyes closed. I've made myself very proficient at one point in the, in let's say in 98 where I can run those ropes for 20 minutes flat. Not too long ago, uh, me and my uh, the the illustrious tag team partner Mark Morell of this podcast was in a ring showing some people some things, and one thing that people know that I will make everybody run ropes because if you can run the ropes for five minutes flat without stopping, that will teach you how not to blow up in a wrestling ring. I had to teach myself that. So every day. Me and my friend would go down to the wrestling rings, and this is in the, early, in the late night, early nine, late nineties, early thousands, and we would run those ropes. Well, I would by myself, and they would laugh, but they couldn't blow me up in a wrestling ring. Now I'm I'm breaking down all of this for a reason. And you run those ropes, and you run those ropes, and you run those ropes, because if you learn your footing and different speeds, you need to know how many steps it takes to walk across that ring. Then you need to know how many footsteps you're going to take when you're running across that ring. You need to understand the looseness of the ropes. If you lo- if you use ropes, you don't lean into them. You guide into them. If you're using cable, you lean in. And you got to stutter step yourself to keep that springboard from happening or take one giant step until you learn your footing. Oh, people think they know this business. But I can teach a master class on professional wrestling if I wanted to. If you don't train for something, you're not ready for ready for anything. And if you put me in a ring right now, first thing I'm going to do is blow everybody up by running the ropes. You know how I know they're blown up because they want to get into doing moves. Nah, can you run those ropes for five minutes flat? in eight directions at that. And that's just a factor. That's just something I believe in. I don't care if the ropes bite you. I don't care if you get blown up. It's like jogging. Some people jog for the first time, they can't make it one block. But after a while, then they're jogging two, three miles. You gotta condition yourself inside that squared circle. You must program yourself to understand what that squared circle is. You must understand the mathematics involved in that squared circle. Mark Morell, many guys from the indie scene, Homicide himself, one of, a good friend of mine's Homicide, who used to work for um, TNA slash Impact, will tell you, diligent. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm the greatest, re- was once was the greatest wrestler of all time. I'm not saying anything like that. All I'm saying is, to understand that wrestling ring, there's a series of mathematics. And I know men to this day who do not understand that ring. Yes, they can do moves in it. Yes, they know how to do a headlock. Yes, they can lock up. And in their heads, they're selling themselves some of the greatest matches in the t- of, of all time. But can you put a blindfold on and run that rope? Can you wrestle on instinct? That's it. 
And if you had if you had sweat in your eyes and you couldn't see, how many steps do you need? How many stutter steps do you use to take back to get yourself to a turnbuckle? How do you find a rope? How do you guide yourself? What if you got knocked? Do your motor skills work? Have you programmed your motor, motor skills? 90% of people, 99% of professional wrestlers have not done that. So here's Nia Jax. Oh, because we ain't going to forget what the topic is about. Here's Nia Jax, who grabs Carrie's, Carrie Zane, lifts her up above her head. And I'm going to blame and the referee. She should have attacked the referee. Am I, she should have signaled to the referee. I don't know where I'm at. This is where you use everything in your disposal in that ring. There are three people in the ring. You could have, the ref, she could have said, she could have said the ref, she could have given a signal to the ref, <clears throat> excuse me, or turned her head to her and said, hey, I'm, um, where am I? And then the ref could have disturbed in, uh, let her go, Naya, let her go. Girl, you need two more steps. And then safely, but even if she didn't take two more steps, she forcefully threw Kari Zane to the ground. Carrie Zane, you hurt her. You intentionally wanted to hurt her. And in wrestling, you can always tell when a bitch does something wrong. Just like I think, honest to God truth, not to go off topic, I think the boss herself, Snoop Dogg's niece, purposely kicked, purposely, purposely kicked this girl in the back of her head. Paige. I don't care what no one say. If you watch that footage, that was a very forceful kick. You did that because you didn't want that bitch in there with you. That's my personal opinion. I think Sasha Banks legitimately kicked her in the back of her head because she wanted to move her out the way. You knew that woman had already had neck injuries and you kick her in the back of the head like that. I don't give a fuck. <coughs> Excuse me. Now, let me finish spicing up this bitch, Nia Jax. This is not the only person she hurt. Let's go back in the memory lane train. Let's really go back. Nia Jax also hurt at one point Selena Vega. Threw her so hard out the ring, and the Selena Vega's what, four foot eight foot nine, four foot ten, four foot eleven, grabbed her by her head, threw her so hard out the ring that she slid outside, landed awkwardly, and caught a fucking concussion. But Rhonda's dangerous one, right? That's real fucking, real slick that no one talks about that. But allegedly, she's the, but Rhonda Rousey's the dangerous one. Ember Moon fucked Ember Moon up. Even Ember Moon's husband tweeted, I hope this unsafe moron doesn't hurt my wife again. Yeah, because Naya deserved. What if she hurt Ember Moon? Where's Ember Moon been for the last year? Out on a, I don't know if it's pertaining to this injury, but isn't she out on an Achilles heel tear? That's about a year for your Achilles heel to heal up. And here's Ember Moon, a very well-trained wrestler, a very know-herself-around-the-ring wrestler, a future ring general of professional wrestling. And here's Ember Moon, who... Is, was fucked up at one point because Naya is unsafe and her husband said it himself. You don't believe me? Go look up the December 3rd, Monday Night Raw 2018, December 3rd. Go look it up yourself. It was the main event. 
Let's talk about R-Truth, that she allegedly hurt R-Truth by pushing them too hard. Now, I know he played nice, and they do they, they're good friends, and they do the little things together, and I'm not saying that he's more powerful, that she's more powerful than him, but ironically, she'd hurt him. Allegedly. Let's use that one, allegedly. But that was the word. And let's not forget she fucked up one of the SummerSlam, one of the leading matches in SummerSlam by fucking up, up once again. Once again, she fucked up Bailey, July 31st, 2017. She fucked that up. No one talks about that. Again, on another Monday Night Raw, Nia Jax hurts a female wrestler who actually knows herself around the ring, who actually understands, <laughs> excuse me, that literally understands how that ring works. Literally, like I said, literally understand how that ring works and then hurt Bailey. Bailey was out for a while. So here's Nia Jax. Did she do that on purpose to get her spot? Randy Orton said a great thing in his DVD once. Like, ooh, when when a person is on the way up, someone, <coughs> excuse me, I belch was for the celebration. Um, that sometimes some people would do something by mistake, allegedly. You know, maybe Nia has always been scared of someone on the come up so she can keep a spot. We don't know. I don't know how Nia Jax think, thinks. I've never had a conversation with the bird. I've never thought anything about her except for one thing and that she needs to go back to developmental. Oh, let's not forget Charlotte Flair two times in one match on April 10, 2017. Not only did she go for a shoulder breaker and then dropped her on her fucking neck where the ref had to check for her. Thank God Charlotte is built the way she's built that she could have handled that. But then she she misses the moonsault and Charlotte could have broke her fucking neck again because Nia Jax, you telling me you couldn't see the disc. You don't have hand eye coordination. You couldn't take one more step forward to catch that woman. But you complain that some people don't know how to take a hit in the ring, but you don't know how to take a hit. So what if that bitch knee would have hit you in the face? I'd rather get hurt protecting another wrestler than to watch another wrestler get hurt by not shoot by by protecting myself. Yes, you want every person to protect themselves and you want to protect the other person. But Jesus fucking Christ, you fucking yak. You couldn't catch Charlotte? Because if it wasn't for Charlotte. There might, there, there might not have ever been a women's main event in rest, at WrestleMania. And yes, that was mainly um, Ronda Rousey who did that. And Charlotte and Becky got to ride the coattails of that. But Jesus fucking Christ, you're going to hurt the money? The person who, excuse me, I'm sticking a belch. The person that Charlotte Flair is, she's going to guide the next years where for the next year going to guide all of the talent and to seeing who the next champions are. Get the fuck out of here. I wonder how she felt about that. And let's not talk about the most famous one. The November 12th episode of Raw. 2018, where she punched Becky Lynch in, the, Lynch in the face. And I know for a fact, because of the people I know who work for WWE, that one of the first things you learn in the developmental center is how to throw a punch. <laughs> 
I don't want to hear no excuses. I don't want to hear no bullshit. Anybody that disagrees with me, email me at teamddod at gmail.com or go to Dietrich Davis, go, go to Dietrich Davis on demand, which is rightfully written out, ddod.tv. The website is up, getting up to date, so part in the construction. Go, go email me there. Contact me and Mark there and let us know. Let me know if I'm wrong. If you work for WWE or have worked for WWE, the first thing they to tell you to do is how, teach you how to do is throw a controlled punch. You wanted to hit that bitch like that. I don't care if you didn't see her. Why are you swinging wildly like that at people? So either you knew Becky Lynch was there. Who knows? You know, when you're looking down in the ring, you could tell who's wrestling boots or who feet or who's standing by you. You know who's there. There's a lot of noise and a lot of shit being called out. But a wrestling ring can become extremely silent. The most I ever wrestled was in front of a crowd of 6,000 people. But no matter what, that ring is very quiet. If you focus, you drown the crowd out. So you're telling me, you're telling me that you didn't know that, that she wasn't there and then you punch her in the face? I think you was trying to remove her from the game. And this is conspiracy theory. This is conspiracy theory. This is hearsay. This is some he said, she said shit. But I have to say, go look back at that punch. You telling me you could? Everyone's throwing fake punches, but this one moment you couldn't do it. And Becky, like a fucking champion, stood at the top of those steps and made it a marketing thing. Shit! If anything, you pushed Becky into the main event that night. It is what it is. But now, that's six people. And now Kari Zane. And what about the endless amount of people that we don't know about that she might have hurt that's kept on the hush-hush? What do we do now? Obviously, WWE doesn't want to get rid of her. Obviously, they want to keep her around. Obviously, they want a monstrous woman, not calling her fat or anything, but obviously, they want a monstrous woman in the WWE, and they want someone who can help them get exactly what they want, because they don't have that monster female as they have. But there's one point that they had to send Mark Henry down back to OVW to relearn. Ask John Cena. Ask Batista, ask Randy. At one point, he was too green, and, I, and, and, and Mark Henry was too green, and they had to send him back down to developmental. And there is where Mark Henry sat down with one of the greatest minds and people to learn from in this business, Jim Cornette, and sit down and be re-educated into be educated into the business of professional wrestling and what not to and what how to. Mark Henry. When, the, uh, when he became world heavyweight champion was respected. But I think if he didn't have Cornette to help him reprogram, we wouldn't have got that. I always felt Nia Jax was called up two years too early. Pardon me as I take a sip of my drink. I always felt that. I think Nia Jax was called up literally too early. I think Nia Jax should not have debuted. And let's see when Nia Jax debuted on Raw. Let's see. Nia Jax. WWE 
uh, let's say let's say debut. Not her NXT debut. Let's see, blah blah blah. Made her debut. Uh, she October fourteenth episode of NXT. Let's look up Raw. Let's see, when did she make her debut? 2016. Nia Jax makes her Raw debut against a local competitor on Raw 25th, 2016. She made her appearance in NXT May 17th. May, May 7th, 2015. So let's say 2015, 2016, 2017. She should have spent at least three and a half, maybe four years down in NXT and in the developmental system. <clears throat> she should have spent a little bit more time in there. Nia Jax can be, if, if done right, could can be a legacy wrestler. Right now, she's not a legacy wrestler. But I think if she spent about three or four more years down there learning under Triple H, learning under, at the time, which she did learn under, a little bit more time with Dusty, a little bit more time with the female trainers right there. And I'm going to say this. I'm, I'm, I'm not looking for all due respect. I'm going to say this flat out. If she understood her physical body and weight proportions, understood her blind spots, whether you're skinny Muscular, slender, overweight, obese, or Yokozuno size. You should know your speed, your strength, your weaknesses, and you should know your awareness levels in the ring. And Nia Jax does not know her awareness levels. And it's something that you can always tell. When a wrestler doesn't know their awareness, wrestle, uh, uh, awareness, their body awareness in the ring. And you can doubt me on this. You can say I'm full of shit, but do your research. When a wrestler gets into a ring and they can't place their shoulder, their foot exactly when their shoulder is, when they're balancing wrestlers, if their arms dingle, dingle like noodles while the rest of their body is moving, they don't know their space and proportions and peripherals in that fucking wrestling ring. I do not care. You have that new wrestler over in NWA, and I don't want to talk about anything NWA, but I want to bring up because uh, my tag team partner, Mark Morell, did did a episode on her. Um, and Camille Brickhouse definitely has a future in professional wrestling as a female wrestler. But if you pay attention to her arms, there's points where she doesn't know what to do with her arms. And in any sport, when an athlete arms dangles like noodles, they have not learned their body peripherals at all. That is it. There's a looseness in the arms and the shoulders when an athlete is still understanding that. Is still figuring out their system of how to to or where to put themselves in the ring. I've seen this across the board. And then once they get their confidence and they learn how to position themselves, their foot and their shoulder movement becomes perfect. 
if you watch Triple H's early days, um, I don't think anyone would disagree with me. You could tell at one point that he 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 looked like I'm talking about the very early days. During some of his WCW stuff, it looked like he had two left feet. And balance is a very unique thing. And when wrestlers, when a, when an athlete stands up on the arch of their foot, on the side of their, the side of their foot, and it's almost like they're standing up with their ankle. They're learning their bad. Now that could be just a, a bad footing, bad habit. But in, in the beginning, Triple H at some point had two left feet. Though he is one of the best wrestlers in the business today, if not in the top twenty. And uh, and and when you take that top twenty, he's definitely in the top ten. Maybe top five, depending on who they are. Between now and the wrestling business, yes, we can. We can always say the greats from the twenties and the thirties and the forties and the fifties and the sixties and the seventies and the eighties and the nineties. But no matter what, Triple H is at the top of that ring general thing, and he has great ring awareness. And I think Nia Jax got pulled by Vince and them so fast that Triple H couldn't put his etch that he needed to. That he helped with the other females along with the other trainers to balance out Nia Jax. And Nia Jax walks around that ring with noodle arms because she has not got her. her, When I say proportion, I'm not talking about I'm not talking about ring proportion. I'm talking about her body proportion. She has not become proportionated enough where she's comfortable with her own body in the ring. You can always see that. You can always see she's second guessing every fucking move she makes. And you could, oh, and you could tell she does not know her awareness in the ring. It's just a fucking fact. I'm not making anything up. I'm not saying anything, something that other people don't know. It's just a fucking truth. And it's a fact of life. And WWE has a problem. And it is called Nia Jax. Imagine. Now, here's my solution. Let me take a sip of my, my water. What if there was a, t- you know, these these people. Now, let me hit you with some legal. And it's easy to say I'm not a lawyer, but no lawyer will contest this. Since all those wrestlers are personal contractors of WWE, WWE, and when you give and you create your WWE contract and people who work for WWE will not disagree, you create, you, you are your own individual company. So if you're signing with WWE, if I was signing, let's say I signed with WWE or let's say I was in negotiations with WWE, WWE wouldn't do business with Dietrich Davis. They would do business with Dietrich Davis Incorporated. And since I am a private contractor and you're technically paying my fucking company, which is me, that other person's company is doing damage. So Nia Jax's company is doing damage. Is, is causing a form of torturous interference to Kyrie Zane's company. If I'm right, let's say I happen to know how the contract structures work. If I'm right, Kyrie Zane has a legal case. And she can legally sue Nia Jax and Nia Jax's company for torturous interference, for hurting or damaging her in the ring. Now, I know this is unheard of, but to survive in the business of professional wrestling, you got to do unheard of things. So now let's sit back and take a strong look at that. That's one way to handle things. 
What if I can sue you for hurting my career? What if Dr. Death, Steve Williams, could have sued, could have legally sued Bart Gunn for knocking him out? Because it will be the company of Dr. Death, Steve Williams versus the company of Bart, uh, the, the whatever company named Bart Gunn's got himself signed to. You're 1099. You're an independent contractor. You are a fucking company. Most people who listen to this podcast, they may not know what a 1099 is. Ain't your W-2, but your 1099. So that's all I'm saying. Nia Jax needs to be pulled out of NXT. And instead of bringing her right on back, excuse me. Fuck the work with uh, Ronda and this, that and the other. She should have been training and she probably already was, but there should have been a readjustment to her training. And I think she needs the Mark Henry treatment. Send her back down, not even the NXT, back into the developmental system and have her train until she learns her peripherals. She learns her footing and she understands how that ring works. Just because you do moves in a ring does not make you a professional wrestler. Just because you can name all the moves does not make you a professional wrestler. Just because you can be on TV and wrestle does not make you a professional wrestler. And there's a lot of people who are going to be listening to this who think that they're professional wrestlers and you're 100% not. If you can't do it with your eyes closed, then you might have been playing wrestler. It should be a natural mechanic. And unfortunately, Nia Jax might be a high-end, a high-end female wrestler playing wrestling who doesn't know what it takes to understand how her body actually works in the ring. Nia Jax does not listen to her body. And that is known by the way she has injured other females in the ring. If is you cannot blame the other wrestlers if you are always the one injuring everyone. And let's not blame it on working stiff. Let's let's push that out the way. Let's really look at it for what it is. It's not knowing your body proportions. Is not knowing your body portion in the ring. It's not knowing your peripheral vision is in the ring. It's not, is also, you have not learned how your body works. And Naya, whether you listen to this podcast or not, whether someone else listens to it or not, because I know you niggas is listening. Not all of you, but one or two of you. You need, she needs to learn how to trust herself. And Nia Jax, when you look at her movement, she second guesses every fucking thing. I do not care what no one says. Let me not beat you guys over the head with this shit. I'll say this. I thank you very much for listening to the podcast today. That's all I got. That's all I'm going to give. I don't think anybody who understands the business of professional wrestling on move out the business title understands the in-ring mechanics of professional wrestling would 100 would disagree with me not one bit.
she needs she needed at least five to six years of pure training and learning. And I, I would never ask another wrestler to get in a ring with another wrestler who does not trust their own selves and know and knows true wrestling mechanics. They she got moved up too fast. And she's a spoiled little brat. And if you go back and watch when Paige did that whole conversation thing with all the girls on Zoom on her, on that on that video, when Nia Jack started talking about safety and issues, everybody looked down to the floor as that little conversation was going on with Paige. And you know what everybody was thinking? Nia, you're the most dangerous one. And not because you're the baddest bitch on the planet like Ronda Rousey, because you are the most reckless one. And they all, you could tell that all those females agree at this moment in time, there's not a place for Naya. I don't even think she's going to be there in a year. With that being said, (laughs) my name is Dietrich Davis, one half of this podcasting team of myself and Mark Morrell. The name of this podcast is Wrestlers with Experience. I thank you guys for listening. I leave you with this song. I'll be back tomorrow or the day after. Enjoy. Stay safe. Stay COVID free. And if your family has fallen ill to this, uh, help them through it. It's a step-by-step process. Once again, I thank you guys for listening. Dietrich Davis is out. You want a star? Well, look no further. Here's the replacement. I walked in, no surprises. Confidence paralyzing. You see it in my eyes. This is more than terrorizing. Don't know why they were shocked when I was showing my defiance. Don't know why they were shocked when I showed up with a giant. It don't matter who you want to send. Bring them king of the ring. I welcome you to step in my kingdom. I'm changing the scene. My time straight up cause a ruckus. And if y'all ain't down with that, then I got two words. It's funny because being honest, y'all don't live up to the measurement. I'm making y'all relevant. Top level degenerate, never plan to change, that's no matter what they say, cause I am the game and I want to, yeah. Yeah. Triple H, 25. Ha. Break it down. Yeah. Wrestle, love. Pick up where I left off, I leave it all inside of the square The title I hold shows that I was much more than prepared You step in the ring, homie, I hope you know where you're standing I'm a multi-time champion, a cerebral assassin A kid from Nashua came up and changed the business I dare any one of y'all to tell me this thing was given I work harder than anything you could say or mention Whether you like it or not, I know that you paid attention And now I've got the hottest growing brand, and that's company-wide They say NXT's the standard, ain't no wondering why You give people a chance you start to see where tomorrow's at Then look back and tell the haters to follow that You see it on the banner in the gold and black Ain't no fourth and back You step in and bring it to the mat Never plan to change That's no matter what they say Cause I am the game and I want to play Yeah J-Will Y'all know how it goes You're rocking with the flow, 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 yeah